Webway Worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide Webway. This is Dark City Discord. My name is Stuart. And I'm your other batch bro here, flying in shotgun. Well, co-hosting, really, Scott. We're split hosting. It's <laughs> kind of what you, the, what you get when you enter the territory of the Batch Brothers here in the Dark City Discord. But today we have for our audience, ladies and gentlemen, Faction Focus Part 4. What factions we cover in, Stu? We've got Imperial Knights, Tau Empire, Chaos Knights, and... Adeptus Custodes. And it appears I drew the short straw and the faction focus lot, and I will be inheriting the big boys today. So I will be, to the best of my ability, Look, articulating. We're going to go over both. Yeah, of course. Yeah. We'll be, we'll be juggling them like nobody's business. But uh, to that credit, you know, I, I will try to speak well of the Imperial Knights while also not trying to overshadow, overshadow them with the Chaos Knights. But uh, I don't you think we're ready to get going? I think we're ready to get going. Or let's add it. We're starting off first with the Imperial Knights. And the Imperial Knights in the 10th edition are getting for an army rule something called Code Chivalric. Chivalry Knights, of course, here. So as far as I can tell, <laughs> um, let's do the radio voice approach again. And if we uh, make it into a kerfluffle, it'll become a TLDR. If your army faction is the Imperial Knights, at the end of your read mission objective step, you must select one of the oaths below to be active for your army. Models in your army with this ability gain the associated oath ability and gain the associated deed to complete. Ooh, okay, I like where this is going. If, at the start of an army command phase, you selected Oath's Deed is completed, your army becomes honored for the rest of the battle. You gained three command points. Nice. Yeah. Very Oath a moment for knights. Absolutely. And this is you can only gain these command points uh, from the Oath fulfillment once per game. But uh, what, what do we have for our codes? Let's see. We have Lay Low the Tyrant. Uh, the Oath Ability. Each time this model is selected to shoot or fight, re-roll a hit roll of one and a re-roll, uh, re-roll a wound roll of one. Whoa, Eldar! <laughs> well, in this case, it's ones, but I mean, like... I know, I'm it, kidding. When you're looking at the wound measure, like, what what circumstances are you firing a gun or hitting with a fist that you're not wounding on twos? Yeah. Unless it's against, like, another knight, but... Correct. All right, and the deed... Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, the deed is that this deed is completed. The deed is completed if enemy warlords are destroyed. Hooray. Not bad. Get that three command points. You can really go in there and squish them. Um, Reclaim the Realm is the other um, option for your codes that you can pick at the beginning of the game. Oath of the Ability. Or sorry, Oath Ability is add one to the model's move characteristic and add one to the advance and charge rolls made for this model. Not bad. And the deed. Uh, this deed is completed if you control one or more objective markers in your opponent's deployment zone. Now, in a knight army, which one of those do you think is the easier of the two to achieve? Not running through the board to snag an objective marker on my opponent's <laughs> side. <laughs> I mean, you can step over everybody, right? I mean, you, there's a there's options, but yeah, I don't know. That's a tough one. I feel, <clears throat> I feel like the adding one to move and advance. They move so fast already, but that's. I feel like that one's the better one, but. Uh, you still have to stop and claim space to your own and be away <laughs> one inch, right? Yeah, so. uh, yeah. stop and smell the roses, as it were. Uh, but no, I, I like on its face. You know, I think they've always tried to keep night rules pretty simple because the, the, the unit profiles and the weapons they come equipped with and oftentimes the stratagems they came with had a lot going on already. Uh, but in this case, you know, in the simplified approach, I, I like it. We'll move on then to our Imperial Knights unit spotlight. Let's do it. Uh, first off will be the Armager Warglaive. The little mini uh, knights, as I always called them. Um, what are they, size of a Dreadnought or so? A little bit a little bit bigger. Uh, about the same size, yeah. So the unit profile is movement 12, T10, 3-up save, 12 wounds, leadership 7, OC8. That's OC8. actually that's pretty impressive. That is impressive. I was hoping the Knights would have a, a far reach in how much they could lock down with the control Deadly, the objectives. Deadly Demise D3, Code Chivalric. Has that 5-plus Embalm. We'll get to the we'll get to its next rule in a sec, but it has a 5 of Embalm, but only against range attacks. That seems to be the usual cadence with the Knights. Those Void Shields only keep things out when they're so far away. Not when they're climbing on them. Right, when they're climbing on them, banging on that hole. But, I mean, again, you're looking at, like, toughness 10, 12 wounds, so still not easy to crack. Uh, but the impetuous glory that it has for its unit rule is each time this model makes a charge move until the end of the turn, melee weapons equipped by the model have the sustained hits one ability. Not bad. Yeah, I'm thinking so when you have a, you know, your Reaper Chain Cleaver is either a strike or sweep ability. And if you go with the sweep, the latter ability with your eight attacks hitting on three, strength eight, minus two, one damage. I'll take those sustained hits. Gets spicy. 
Yeah. And if that wasn't enough, if you did want to go for the, you know, the four attack profile, the strike, that's still hitting on three. Strength 10, minus three, and three damage. I'm bad. Actually, I'm kind of impressed with this. Um, Let's see if there's any other shout-outs we're going to give. Thermal Spear, we got a melt of four weapon at a range 24, two attacks, hit on three. Strength 12, AP minus four, D6 damage. Melt of four, what is that? I forget what melt it does again. It gives you plus four. You got your notes right behind you, too. <coughs> Cue up the cogitator, ladies and gentlemen, to be accurate. Add X to the damage when fired within half range. Yeah, so if you're within half range of that sucker, so you're looking at 12 inches. If D6 you, plus four? Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, indeed. Okay. And if that wasn't enough, if the small guys weren't <laughs> intimidating enough, what's big old Papa uh, for Arcanus Rex bringing in? Do you want to give me a quick read of that uh, unit profile? Absolutely. So he's moving 10 inches, T12, save, 3+, plus, 22 wounds, 5-up leadership, and OC10. So you're going to be hard pushed, hard pressed to push him off. Also a 5-up ball, but only against range attacks. Again, yeah. Uh, Deadly Demise, D6, so he's exploding. He's doing the big D6. Coach of Rick, super heavy walker. Don't know that. Well, yeah, more on that later when we get those rules Correct. exposed. Uh, legendary Free Blade, once per turn, you can take target this model with a stratagem for 0 CP and can do so even if you have already targeted a, a different unit with that stratagem in the same phase. Oh, so you can double up. Right. Nice. That's really good. And I'm assuming that with you know, the, the previous cadence for match play is like the same stratagem couldn't be used in succession iteration in the same phase, right? Yeah. In this case, it's like, nah. <laughs> Fun. And it's zero CP. And it's zero CP. Chainbreaker, each time this Ooh. model makes an attack, an unmodified, unmodified successful hit roll of five scores a critical hit. Heck yeah. And so it, you believe he's got sustained hits on some of this stuff. So five ups to hit and sixes. Right. You're just getting auto wounds, which is, I feel like that's fluffy. I mean, the chain breaker Laz Impulsor with the high intensity at range 24, it's going to have blast, sustain hits one, D6 attacks, twos to hit, strength 14, three Ooh. damage and four, or three, eight, minus three AP and four damage. Uh, conversely, you can use the uh, low intensity, which is going to be 36 inch range, but 2D6 to hit, also blast, sustain hits one, hitting on two, strength seven, minus one, and two damage. Gosh, and that's the fives are getting your sustained hits on those. That's insane. Yeah, I'd like to go over the next couple uh, weapon profiles and then give. A oh, little... sure. We'll just skip the hands and the feet. No, that's fine. <laughs> do we want to no, go over that? No, no, no. Jump right in. It's quite all right. Yeah, folks. If you do have knights, you want to check it out. Like as always, they're going to be a gross. Well, tell you what, we'll just do the honorable mention for the strength. If he's if he's going to strike you with his hands and not sweep you away, it's a strength twenty. Boosh. I feel like they should have just made it 22. Uh, or 24. Yeah, you think they would wound twos on each other? I think that maybe it's appropriate that they've got to still wound each other on threes. Sure. But not that little guy. He just can... <laughs> <laughs> so going to weapon spotlights, Thunder Coil Harpoon. Anti-monster. First time we've seen that. Yeah, we were wondering about that. Anti-monster, 4+. Anti-vehicle, 4+. Devastating <laughs> wounds. Yes, yes, it's yes. range 18, 1 attack. 2 up ballistic skills. Strength 24, there it is. Yeah, minus 6 AP. 12 flat damage. <laughs> and with those devastating wounds on a 4+, against the monster or vehicle. 12 Good wounds. lordy. You really only need the one shot. I felt bad for my raiders. Get over here. That Raider's done. I'm assuming it's not going to have 12 wounds. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, it's safe to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Then we have the Rapid Fire Battle Cannon Blast. Rapid Fire D6 plus 3. With that blast? Whoa. Okay. So if you're within half range, does that mean you get 2D6 plus 6? Um, no, no. You get an additional D3 or D6 plus 3 half range. Oh, you mean in total? Yes. I see what you're saying. Yes. It took me a second to do my algebra. Yes, you got it. So 2d6 plus 6, yeah, the, essentially the normalized at half range. D3 plus 3. And then, of course, the blast on top of that. So if it's hitting the big units, you're looking at additional 1, additional 2. So you're looking at, like, what? 2d6 plus 7? 2d6 plus 8? It's <laughs> That's a lot of shots, unit. ladies and gentlemen. It's supposed to skill 3, strength 10, neg 1, flat 3 damage. At it's least just it's killing. neg 1. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
I mean, it's still a Marines is a fifty percent chance to save, but it's uh, it's going to do damage. Yeah, with that sure. many shots, two d six plus six. I, I can't like I'd be happy. Yeah, yeah it, and if that wasn't enough, ladies and gentlemen, your half range is thirty six. Yes, yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> I mean, you're moving. Ugh. They move, you know, twelve. Yeah, move ten in some cases. Sixteen. You know. 14. Big, just big feet walking around. And carrying along on that note, we have the Imperial Knights Detachment Spotlight, the Noble Lance. Oh my goodness, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. This is, this is what makes knights good. Yeah, this is where, as we say in just about every episode, try to get in the, the clutching of pearls euphemism there, but Indomitable Heroes, where all Imperial Knights from your army have the Feel No Pain 6 plus ability, and if it is honored, those models have Feel No Pain 5 plus. So you just need to get your... Whatever's easiest. Yeah, yeah, kill the warlord or get your stuff moving and get across the board in your opponent's face. Just double book a, a knight. <laughs> but in the interim, you got that six up, feel no pain. <laughs> Make it all go away. That's still big. I think it is too, especially when you're dealing with the toughness and every little bit counts. I know on the on the receiving end of fighting against knights, every bit counts when you're trying to chip that down. Yeah. Uh, every six that comes up is just, I mean, just one that didn't go your way. Just Oof. think about going up against that. They pick your warlord. Are you going to throw that out there so they get a five-up fill in the pain? Hell no. <laughs> You're going to keep him out. Right. Hopefully that... Uh, Hopefully they've got nothing that has precision. I want... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, other than the... the yeah, they alleged stratagem. Yeah. That'd be fun. Or they pick the objective in your on your in your deployment zone. You're just like screening the crap out of it all game. Yeah. So they don't get a five-up fill in the paint against all your shots. And, you know, to, to your point, you can almost use it to your advantage depending on what they pick. You can hopefully bait them, and you're going to test the knight player to see if they know how to play the knights as well as you know how to play against the knights. Yeah. That'll be fun. All right, and then we have two stratagems. The first one is called Shoulder the Burden. When can you do it? In the command phase. It is two CP'd, ladies and gentlemen. Target one Imperial Knight model from your army that has lost one or more wounds. Effect. It's until the start of the next command phase, improve your model's move, toughness, save, leadership, objective control, characteristic by one, and each time your model makes an attack, add one to the hit roll. Wow. Goodness. Restrictions. You can only use this stratagem once per battle. Okay. However, if your, if your army is honored, you can use a stratagem one additional time. That back. is not good. The first question, again, was which one do you think is the better <laughs> code to pick? Gosh, you're like, I'm, I'm going to keep weighing this here. Because um, you're getting a two-up save, right? Uh, Six-up, feel no pain, and then you're going to be rushing there. And yeah, oh gosh, yeah. Your your, your toughness goes up one. Yeah, toughness goes up one. Your objective control goes up one. Like That's a lot. That could be a game changer. For two CP, I think so. Especially if you have a guy that can just say, I'm going to use that for free. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, then, yeah. Right. And, Rex, and then you got the trophy claim for the next Noble Lance, and this is an epic deed stratagem uh, coming in at 1 CP for its cost. Um, you can use it in your shooting phase or the fight phase. You're going to target one of your Imperial Knight models from your army that has not been selected to shoot or fight in this phase, and one enemy monster or vehicle unit. Uh, the effect is until the end of the phase, each time your model makes an attack that targets that enemy unit, add one to the wound roll. Oof. Your model destroys that enemy until enemy unit this phase. You gain one command point. But if your model does not destroy that enemy unit this phase, you cannot use the stratagem again for the rest of the battle. Interesting. I like that. That's really neat. So you could pick something, a monster or vehicle, and just get your free CP with Canis. Yeah, right. yeah, you just look at that. Hey, nice rhino you got there. Looks like it's on its last like. Yes. One free CP. And if you use it on Canis Rex, you got somebody else could do it and get yeah. another one. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I like that. Because well, you could do it twice in that turn with that ability. For the sure. Rex. Yeah. yeah, a lot of trophies going around. What are they trying to contest with Chaos or Jakari here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think the Mandrake uh, Lord would appreciate that too much. Um, but that about does it for the Imperial Knights. Um, so far as what we've seen, we're going to get a lot more uh, things that make a shake in our little Jukari bootsies once we see more of their weapons come up. Yeah, lots of head games with Knights. Lots of... Lots of... Plan around their plans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not going anywhere. They're moving forward, if anything, and you got to roll up the red carpet or throw I do down the banana peel. Talk about one thing that I saw from the rules 
is knights can see over everything. Yeah, now. including like ruins. And so the only thing that keeps knights from not shooting your not shooting your units is first floor line of sight blocking. Oh, nice. So really infantry about the... Or the L's. So f- true line of sight. So if they right. can see you through the windows yeah, at the bottom not floor... Not why they have indirect fire. They, yeah, it's that's crazy. If they can see you through those windows on the bottom floor, uh, you're toast. So I'm hoping that there's a balancing factor to that, but that's, that's a big... Do I get to pick my flavor of preserves or jam if I'm going to be toast in the situation at least? Yeah. Yeah. Strawberry apricot. <laughs> probably something messy and all over the wall. <laughs> or burnt. Usually probably burnt. Burnt Just toast. Charred. Charred to beyond recognition. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, lots of stuff for nights coming up. I feel like they're going to be a big uh, problem. All right. Moving on, we have Tau Empire. This is almost per, like the prescription for that ailment that are the knights. And for they br- the greater good. Yeah, they bring with them for the greater good. Army rollability. <laughs> <laughs> for the greater good. Right. Um, there's a lot to read. So I'm going to give my... Do you want to do a TLDR and then I'll, I'll summarize it with a quick read? Sure. All right. Fire away. Um, you have... You basically have supporting fire. Uh, the army for the greater good. So you're going to have a, two units. They're going to point out they can both see one specific unit. One's going to be the observer, and the other one is going to be the guided. So essentially, like everyone's like planning their technology I need, like, to scouts is like a buddy system. Yeah, their marker lights are actually using marker lights. So one will target, the other one will shoot, and if um, the guided unit gets a plus one to hit, so now you're not wasting time on marker lights. Uh, it seems drones have gone to just. Uh, fancy uh, models on the table to represent like what the unit has. They don't actually have wounds. So the guided unit has a plus one to hit, but if the observer unit does not target the same, it's actually at a negative one, but it, it essentially it tries to push you into having two units shoot at one, and then the high priority one, which was the observer, gets the plus one to hit. And it says if the observer unit has a marker-like keyword, the attack has ignore cover ability. Which is awesome. Wow. Because I'm sure you're going to be taking the marker light just to ignore the cover. Yeah, and I mean, I, I won't at risk. I probably won't go through this in radio voice because there's a lot of text and I'm lazy. No. <laughs> it's the towel. What do you expect from me? But no, I think you, you, you hit it right on the mark. But for my own, uh, my own understanding, and keep me honest, that a unit can't be both guided or the observer. They have to be one or the other. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. But we're about to reveal that units like the Pathfinders can be the observer twice. What? So you hit, they can point out and give plus ones to hit on two units that they can see. I mean, we would if we weren't about to segue in the Koyan detachment. But Kao Young. Kao Young, is that how you say Kao it? Young. I'm not as practiced on my Tawis. Oh, well, you get, <laughs> get practiced. It's too low a tongue for me to try. I'm sorry. All right. So the Tao Empire detachment that they preview is Kao Young, which we know is... In ninth edition, the three turn three on bonus, and it's kind of carried over. So what Kalyon does is from the from the third battle round onwards, all ranged weapons equipped by Tau Empire models from your army have the sustained hit one ability. Oh wow! While a unit is guided, so you, you get sustained hits two. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> for the greater good. That's that's good. I think that you just have to play safe the first two turns. And again, this, we don't know if there's going to be another detachment involved, but I imagine because it will be, but that's, that's still it was Kao Young and I forget the other one, Monka. Okay. Monka was like, you got additional AP and rerolling wounds on ones first three turns. So do you want to be an alpha striker or do you want to play for the long game? Uh-huh. So this one is definitely playing for the long game, and sustain hits to ain't nothing to joke with. No, not at all. I mean, we'll get more in on that later, because it does look like you're effectively setting up one unit to help the other, but as the other unit goes to fire, like, their their stuff is going to explode. You're, so what this play style for me tells me is that I'm I'm keeping it keeping my two objectives, scoring my 8 to 12. I forget how scoring is now for 10th. It may depend on each mission. Sure. And then I'm playing defensive, and then on 
trying to stay alive as much as possible till turn three. Yeah. So I'm not doing the alpha strike that I want, but it doesn't mean that you can't pop off some rail guns. That's a, that's a nice welcome playing against Tau. I mean, I've always wondered what that faction would be like if it didn't go for the alpha strike each time. And you can't say blame them. And when they're going up against things that we've seen like knights, it's like, yeah, you kind of have to, but they have options now. It sounds like, yeah, you, to say that this is your army special rule doesn't mean you have to play back. You definitely can take your your cutting the pie around terrain. Right. Um, you're doing what you can to take advantage of the game, but you're not you're not just coming out the gate. I mean, even kind of going back to a previous episode when we had covered the world eaters, even if you have less model count by turn three, those that are still on the board could still deliver some extra hits around. So you can kind of make up for losses that you've accrued. So the it's seventeen percent increased damage on one. Exploding six. So is that what the cogitator said? Yes. Nice. So believe that as you may, ladies and gentlemen, if that machine spirit is corrupt or not, I'm going to go with 17% as well. So you're, I don't know if it jumps up to 34 on the statistic, it starts to devalue, but I don't know. I don't think it does. I think sustained hits goes up even more. So, um, their stratagem that they previewed is called combat embarkation and very Eldar like, Stratagem. Something that Tau definitely need, though. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, for one CP, uh, your opponent, when your opponent chart in the uh, blah, blah, let's start over. Your opponent's charge phase, just after an enemy has declared a charge, target one Tau Empire infantry unit from your army that was selected as one of the targets of that charge and one friendly transport. Your Unit can embark within the transport. If it does, your opponent can select a new target in that charge. Awesome. Restrictions. Every model in your army has to be within the three inches of the transport. Kind of a self-evident there, but that's good to know. Yeah, well, I mean, the Eldar got a full movement (laughs) to get into. (laughs) So they're not as fast. Right. The cloven hooves. Uh, The blue people have cloven hooves? I'm not sure. They have like little hooves. Little hooves? Yeah. Little hooves and switched to noses. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we okay we say that and I get that these guys are Pathfinders which by the way ladies and gentlemen we're now on the unit spotlight uh, the Pathfinder team has a freaking movement of seven have they always been movement seven oh uh, no I, I was wondering about I don't think so that. like are they because we know your Eldar units are seven or eight range I, just, I was just curious because they're Pathfinders versus say like you know your uh, Fire Warriors or something but yes so their their profile movement seven T3 four up save one wound, leadership seven, one OC. Pretty standard for Tau infantry that are not in battle suits. They have a scout seven movement um, for the greater good and target upload once per turn. When using the greater good ability, you can select this unit to be the observer for a second time. When doing so, you can change which enemy unit is this unit's spotted unit. Oh, that's nice. Um, they're... They're a screening unit for sure, because we're going to go into the war gear. Rav inhibitor, subtract two from the charge roll. Oh, these drones? Yeah, is uh, you you pick effectively drones to be like like little token buffs almost. Yeah. So the graviter, grav inhibitor drones, subtract two from the charge roll made for an enemy unit that declares a charge against this bear. So they sit out front and you're just negative two. Very nice. And uh, I... Would love to see some of the terrain rules. Is it stack? What if it's like dense? Are you getting like a neg right. four? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see. have to see when yeah. the terrain rules drop. Pulse accelerator. Add six inch to the range characteristics of pulse carbine equ- pulse carbines equipped by models in the bear's unit. So their pulse carbines are well, they're normally 20 inches. 20 inch range, two attacks, sitting on four, strength five, zero AP and one damage. In this case, 26 inch range. Not bad. Not bad at all. Recon drone. The bearer is equipped with one drone burst cannon, and the bearer's unit has the infiltrator's ability, so they can infiltrate instead of doing a scout move. I'm guessing then. Yeah. Cool. What if you have both? Could you do infiltrate and then move seven? You know, I'm guessing not, but that would be. I'd be curious. Well, I mean, at that point with infiltrating, you're already able to effectively be wherever you need to be outside of the. What if I want to move into their deployment zone? Well, I think with Infiltrate, you could be in their deployment zone, right? As no, long you as have to stay oh, outside. Yeah, okay. Scout may also have that precondition, so you may you may double double yeah. snag you with that rule. Yeah. But uh, but can, they have a plethora of weapons. Yeah, uh, they do. Um, that ion rifles used to be uh, really good against uh, 
vehicles, but they kind of toned that down. I still strength eight and strength seven. It looks like on the different modes of fire for standard overcharge. Yeah. Did they give their overcharge? They did. They gave them hazardous. Have they begun doing begun doing that for the tower recently? Mm-hmm. In the past, yeah, as you know, their plasma is usually pretty tame. Yeah, albeit less strength though. Their rail rifle is devastating wounds. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, devastating wounds. Heavy hits on a five. So if you stay still, it's hitting on a four. Strength ten, make four three damage. And speaking of the note of the new approach for the drones, uh, we also got a preview into the various drones that will be offered, I'm guessing, for the different squads that have access to them. Um, the Guardian drone, which effectively uh, makes range attacks for that target the bear's units to track one to the wound roll. That's pretty nice. That is pretty good. Shoot. Uh, a gun drone. This one looks like a twin pulse carbine, assault twin link, 20-inch range, two attacks, BS5, strength 5, 0 AP, 1 damage. Honestly, if I had the option, I'd probably go with the Guardian, but that's me. Um, marker light drone basically gives you the marker mark- light keyword. Yeah. yeah. Good call. <laughs> Missile drone, another weapon drone. And this one is a 30 inch range, two attacks, BS5, strength seven minus two, two damage. Could go up if it's uh, a guided unit. That's true. Oh, yeah. And then you have the shield drone, which adds one to the bear's wound characteristic. Hmm. Not as good as it was. I think it was like. Two wounds and give you a four pin vuln, so it was like soaking up stuff. Trying to say the town need to get in the Votan bread line. I think, I think if I was a Tau player, I'd be a little sad, but I think points will reflect. You'd be sad until you read about the railgun and the pulse blast cannon. <laughs> but I still think the guardian drone. Each time a model that takes a range, it's a negative. It's subtract one from the wound roll. That's huge. That's pretty good. This yeah. is just an equip- I mean, assuming it's not super expensive, you just have that lingering around your various infantry squads. It's, it's not bad. It'll let you do the defensive, I'm going to use sustained hits later approach a lot easier. Throw it on any squad. Negative one to wound is pretty big. Yeah. Then the rail gun. And here we go, the big daddy. Heavy, devastating, devastating wounds. wounds. Range 72, which is that sometimes is moot. Uh, attack one, ballistic skill four. So it can go up to three with a heavy, strength 20, neg 5, D6 plus 6. Uh-huh. And you know what I'm thinking, right, with all those sustained hits? Oh, Lord. If you happen to score a six on that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's a guided unit. Right. So does, because uh, heavy gives you a plus one ballistic skill. Yeah. But oh, so plus one ballistic skill guided is plus one to hit. Guided is plus one to hit, so you go up to a three. Yeah, if, if yeah, rules is right. Or a two. Potentially, yeah, that's pretty good. That's wow, that's pretty good. It, assuming those stack, yeah. yeah. Same, go go read our part two on Astro Militarum on little things like that stack or not. But yeah, I'm wondering. It's only one shot. It, that's always I mean, it's D six plus six. If you do happen to get sustained hits and mortal wounds, I mean that is just the perfect storm. But yeah, you could clear a squad or just about anything with mortal wounds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Imagine you snag two, just just two, and you. I mean, I mean, you, my badge, bro. Do you remember when that was strength ten? That gun, and we were like, "What? Why would strength ten? That's too high." Yeah, my last cannon is a nine. Like, give me a break. And I, be- I thought ninth. It was two shots. Of my- I might have been fooling myself, but yeah, I think the points will be reflected. The fact that it's just one shot for sure. Then we go on to the pulse blast cannon, focused and dispersed, both heavy. The focused, 24-inch range, two attacks, ballistic skill four, strength 24. Strength 24. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Neg six and 12 damage flat. All the the gasping I was doing at the railgun has been retracted and reserved now for the heavy focused pulse blast cannon. (laughs) Again, observed, standing still. Oof. And sustain hits. Much better percentage of getting those (laughs) two sustain hits from the guided. Then we go to Dispersed, range 48, heavy again, 6 attacks, ballistic skill 4, strength 10, neg 2, 4 damage. Ain't nothing to snuff at either. Not at all. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're getting into the territory of ridiculous numbers, but as I'm looking at it, it's like tower well within the right to have these weapons that even make the, the tallest of knights just you have shake to, in the boots. Since they don't have a close combat phase, they have to have a good shooting phase. That Absolutely. Has 
So that they're they don't have psychic. They have to do the damage in the shooting. So it's like it's not overpowered. Just you have to play around it. I think so. Yeah, I think that's a fair. Uh, it's probably if I had to look at why they rehaul tenth edition. Things like having a lot of armies that don't have uh, opportunity in every phase to excel. Looking at psychic, you know, there's at least three armies I can think of that don't have psychers. Uh, Black Templar, if you want to throw in a fourth and world leaders for a fifth. And so, like, you're looking at it like, well, maybe we should get rid of the phase and just give them interesting attacks during one phase and keep all the psychers have different attacks and buffs in another phase. Absolutely. I think it works. Yeah. And Tau, yeah, you keep delivering with your strength 24. <laughs> it pulls blast cannon. Flat 12 damage. I just want to make sure I'm not speaking out of line. I mean... That's a dead knight. Yeah, and it's winning it on twos. Toughness 12. Yeah, you still have an invuln save to get through, but... Yeah, I hope you roll it. And if you don't, or if they happen to get their devastating wounds, then it doesn't really matter, does it? It does. <laughs> well, it depends if... Uh, you got your feel-no-pains, but I'll watch you roll those no- all day. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you, you about know, that's a, that's the type of roll when you see on the table. You're like, ooh. You're like, oh, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah. You need some ice for that. I don't even mean a burn. It's more like a kick in the nuts. Like, do you need to go sit on that for a while? <laughs> and especially if you nail the sustained hits, you're just like, you're, you're both like laughing it off because it's so, so bad. Yeah. You hope. Yeah. Most Tau players, they've gotten better over the years, right? Right. Right. <laughs> i tell you what, Night Army doesn't have a feel no pain that I've seen yet. Which brings us to our next faction focus, the Chaos Knights. Woohoo! All right. Yeah, that's, we're getting a little redundancy today. That's not appropriate for You're not a fan Knights. of these guys? No, no, no. I'm oh, just saying okay. the woohoo is not appropriate for the the Dark Lord's Knights. I like them. I may give it a woohoo. Um, <laughs> I own one knight. It's not built. Um, but it will be one day. Uh, so much chaos, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I have all the cultists, all the... You know, I, I, I could spend a whole episode telling what I have. So let's continue along then with the Chaos Knights Army Rule, which is the Harbingers of Dread. Uh, this is another one of those. If your army faction is Chaos Knights, each model from your army of this ability gains a bonus depending on which Dread abilities are active for your army. Uh, once a Dread ability is active for your army, that ability applies until the end of the battle. So unlike their counterparts, they look like they're going to be moving through the phases and gaining buffs as opposed to like picking one and sticking with it. It's good. Right. So your first battle round, you're going to get a Despair Aura. While enemy units within 12 inches of this model, each time that enemy unit takes a Battle Shock or Leadership Test, subtract one from that test. Yikes. You know how much we love our Battle Shock phase, ladies and gentlemen. I do think that's pretty cool. Um, and then starting on battle round three and onwards, you get Doom and Darkness. Each time this model makes an attack, if the target is Battle Shocked, add one to the wound roll. Hmm. So that wasn't enough, right? <laughs> right. Um, and then the other bullet point to that is each time an attack targets this model, if the attacking model's unit is battle shock, subtract one from the hit roll. They're, they're literally shaking in their boots, I guess. That's pretty. Jeez. Talk about making battle shock apparent in tenth edition. I mean, you really hope. You really hope. And I mean, it, we, we I think we've gone on record in saying this. You know, when you look at the previous editions and they say, guys, for real, this time they're going to make morale a phase, and you see army rules like the night lords. 8th edition or something, and you're like, yes, they are, and then you see it, and you're like, ah. I'm right. I hate to be it. I'm going to, you know, fool me twice, right? But I, I am legitimately thinking 10th edition is going to deliver on a Battleshock phase. I think so, too. Uh, with this rule, with Tyranids, I don't care what people think of, of Tyranids' rule. I think that, uh, imagine not I mean, scoring any points on, on, a, on a turn because you've, you're, everything's Battleshock. Yeah, everything's just been shut down. And if you care what we think on Tyranid rules, you should check out our Faction Focus 1. Just kind of do that. I'm gonna see if I hit every number each one of these. <laughs> check out all our videos, people. Yeah, we'll check them out. Okay, videos, audio, podcast. Check them all out. Merchandise yet to come. Uh, so for the Chaos Knights, their detachment that we got a sneak peek on was the Traitorous Lance. Uh, the detachment rule is forged in terror another aura in the battle shock step of your opponent's command phase. If an enemy unit is that is below starting strength within 12 inches of a Chaos Knight model from your army. That enemy unit must take a battle shock test. Okay, yeah, so that makes sense. For the purposes of this ability, if the unit has a starting strength of one, it's considered to be below starting strength, has lost more than one wounds. So basically, if it's below starting strength, it's treated as if it's half strength. It's got to take that battle shock test. We had seen something similar with the, the Chaos Demons. I won't tell them to go listen to that episode. <laughs> I think I already have this one. Um, but Bellacor had a neat little combo with that. So we're seeing this kind of reiterated with the Chaos Knights. Mm-hmm. Um, the Traitor's Lance does have a. Um, a neat little stratagem called the Dreadhounds. It's going to be a one command point cost, the battle tactic stratagem. 
the start of your shooting phase or the start of the fight phase. You're going to target two or more of your war dog units from your army and one enemy unit that is eligible to as an eligible target for each one of those selected war dogs. Uh, here's the effect. Until the end of the phase, the selected war dog units can only be targeted by the enemy unit, but all weapons equipped by those war dog models gain the sustain its one ability. Wow. In addition, if that enemy unit is battle shocked, until the end of the phase, each time a selected war dog model makes an attack against the enemy unit, an unmodified hit roll scores a critical hit. Oh, man. That's pretty awesome. You just make them cower in the corner and then you just lay into them. Right? Wow. <laughs> Awesome combos there. And that brings us to our Knight Despoiler, um, Unit Spotlight. He's going to have a lot of similar beats to the uh, Loyalist Knight, unfortunately, we'd seen above. So let's really cover sort of the differences. He's a little slower. Is Yeah, he is. Um, Movement 10, T12, which is the same, save 3 up. 22 wounds is the same. Leadership 6, I believe, is the same. And then 10 OC, which is the same. So it's just basically the movement so far. And then what he'll get in his abilities, though, is where he stands apart from the loyalist scum that really only exists to undermine the true glory of the Dark Gods. Uh, he gets the Dread uh, Dominion Aura. While a friendly War Dog's unit within nine inches of this model, each time the War Dog unit takes a battle shock test, add one to that test. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't going anywhere. Yeah, it really takes advantage of the fact that you have lower models on the table. You can't afford to really fail any of those if and when it comes up, so it really just kind of pads it. And then he's got his seething hatred. Each time this model is selected to shoot or fight, you can re-roll one hit roll or you can re-roll one wound roll when resolving these attacks. Nice. Not bad when you need it. Not at all. And he is also uh, profiled next to his counterpart, the, say his, I'm just going to assume that the machine spirit has a gender. <laughs> uh, we're going to go along to the night, uh, Bominant. Similar profile, move 10, 12 wounds, save 3 plus, 22 wounds. Um, this guy, we're going to see a little bit different abilities as well as some new weapon options. Uh, I'm going to take us through the abilities with, starting with Vortex Terrors. It's a psychic attack. First we're seeing on a knight so far. At the start of your shooting phase, select one enemy unit within 12 inches of the model. That enemy unit must take a battle shock test. <laughs> good, good stacking. <laughs> yeah, he would be a good ad- fine addition there. to the Traitor's Lance, that's for sure. Um, he also is going to have warp storms at the end of your movement phase. Roll one d six. A roll, yeah, one d six for enemy unit within nine inches of this model. On a three plus, the enemy unit suffers d three mortal wounds. Hmm. I like it. If that wasn't enough, I mean, he he has his range weapons. You know, it's good. Everybody within nine. Yeah, you want to get him in there. Oof. And then he has deadly demise d six. So if you blow him up, <laughs> yes, potential of even more. Yes, he does. Another super heavy walker, so he's got that line of sight for days. His bail mace is extra attacks. That means he's going to get an addition to that electro scourge. Sustain hits one, nine attacks, three, strength ten, neg two, three damage. These guys just wrecking um, infantry. And then his Volkite combustor, devastating wounds, nine attacks, hitting on threes, strength twelve, three damage, so I've got a question. What's up? If I put if I put enough converted birds on the top of that model, can I give it the fly keyword? Yes. All right. I'm allowing it. I got a lot of old Ravenwing pewter models I'll never use. <laughs> Why not? Right? Like, that's good stuff. No, I'm I'm kidding, ladies and gentlemen. Liz, if that thing does, it needs fly. I mean, it's just walking over everything. You can leave combat on its own choice, or just stay there and hit it and shoot it. Whatever, you know. But the goal is for this one is to get him in there quick. I think so too. <laughs> get him just in there. Do more just, mortal poof. wounds all around, and then just wrecking infantry. What a cool model! Yeah, indeed, I like that model. I like honestly, I like all the night models that come out, but the chaos ones certainly have, they've gone a, a step in setting themselves apart more than just having like a chaos brew to kit bash it with. You know, I, I feel like this one is a is a an always bring. Always bring? You think so? I think so. I don't own it, so I feel like I would like to, but because it helps pick it up because of this. The the synergies of this army, you want to get in there, you want to cause Battleshock tests, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you're going to get all these bonuses from all the Battleshock. And he gets just deals more damage being in close with the with the mortal wounds from the psychic power. He doesn't seem like he's the team player, though, leading the forces like the guy above him, giving bonuses to the war dogs. But you're right. like He's just going to be the anchor spot to like tell your opponent, deal with this. And he's anti-infantry through and through. He's not the ones that are looking for the big targets. He's trying to muck up your battle lines. Absolutely. I mean, that's not to say he couldn't go and throw down, but you're right. 
And that carries us through to our Chaos Knight Weapon Spotlight. Weapon Spotlight. Desecrator Laser Destructor. Now that bad boy is going to be a range of 72 with three attacks. Ballista skill 2, strength 18, minus 4 AP, and D6 plus 3 damage, ladies and gentlemen. Little bit better than the Battle Cannon. <laughs> Little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll be wounding the other knights on threes. You can potentially take a few, you know, pop shots out, gone. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. And then the melee counterpart is going to be the Warp Strike Claw. Um, we got a strike profile and a sweep profile. Our strike profile are four attacks, weapon skill three plus, strength 20, minus three AP, and eight damage. And then the sweep profile is eight attacks, weapon skill three plus, strength 10, minus two AP, three damage. Not bad. That's it, I think, for the Chaos Knights. Uh, I, I got a couple of thoughts in closing, just because I know I own one, but I also own heck of a lot of Chaos Demons in the form of corn. Um, I would like to maybe see... I could see about taking 500 points as an ally to have some boots on the ground, claws on the ground, mm-hmm. Neverborn support for some Chaos Knights, and that might be a fun and effective army. I, I mean, I would do it. It really depends on the inherent uh, abilities, or the abilities inherent to the stat card of the demons you're allying, and whether or not that synergizes well. But uh, yeah, on its face, I like the I like the fluff feel. Yeah, it needs. Um, depends how much the war dogs are. That's true. Because if you take just like three big knights and like six, seven, eight war dogs, then I think you're good. War dog is going to do a lot of damage with all these. Back and forth Potentially, yeah. I mean, more to come on that, I'm sure. Absolutely. All right, moving on. Adeptus Custodes for the Abra. This is our boys from Terra, um, and yet they have reason now to leave Terra in sort of their shadow war against, I don't know, the Gene Stealer Colts, I don't know, against the Tyranids. You name it, any existential threat that could threaten Terra tomorrow. Maybe they're going to go, go into the with. warp. Yeah, I mean... They thought what, about it. Yeah, the webway. Yeah, you know, that was rumor has it, if you remember the old Atlas Infernal book, is that that's sort of what the Emperor was tasking the Custodes with, with before the heresy was mapping out the webway. Like that was his next, where he had his eye on next. But right. And that may have been retconned. I, I'm not sure. But all the same, that was a pretty fun story. Um, so, yeah, you know, ever since their introduction, I think at the tail end of 7th, firmly in 8th, uh, now again in ninth and 10th, um, our boys in gold, or ebony, if you play that. <laughs> <laughs> Their army rule, Marshal Kata. They have, at the start of the fight phase, select one Kata stance from the list below to be active in your army until the end of the phase. While the Kata stance is active for your army, each unit from your army with this ability gains the relevant ability. So there's three. So, Captera stance. Each time a melee... Attack targets this unit, subtract one from the hit roll. So, it's, I like this. Uh, neg one on the Golden Boys ain't bad. Yeah, it's kind of like a neat little duelist stance. Dakatari stance. <laughs> I want to see if I said that. Dakari stance. Get drunk. Melee weapons equipped by models in this unit have the sustained hits ability, which is big, because you're hitting... On two ups with these guys. That's so pretty nice. You're spiking that 17% damage. And then the Rendax stance. Melee weapons equipped by models in this unit have the lethal hits ability, which if you're needing to punch above your head, there it is. Automatic wounds on sixes. That's very nice. And just a quick note. Uh, thank you to my batch bro, Stu, over here for taking point on this because as I was reading these in my head, I was doing myself a disfavor and just reading lightsaber form techniques. Let's <laughs> So I'm very glad. Like, I would have had a Freudian slip or two. But no, the principle is kind of the same. It's like they've been trained in all these different techniques at any given situation. They can adapt. Yeah. The and lions, as it were. They got to ch- choose a shield host last time, which they still get to. But it was kind of weird how they got their katas down. Um, but let's go on to the first shield host, Aegis of the Imp. Yeah, this Emperor. one's just called shield host, which is kind of funny. It must yeah. be like the real Space Raiders spoiler just kind of a catch-all or Codex Astartes for the Custodes, you know, that kind of vanilla approach. But but this is something that they've always been weak to, is just mortal wounds, and they have a four-up against mortal wounds. Four-up, feel, feel the pain. pain. against mortal wounds. Very yeah. nice. Using that added survivability, which you, I'm sure they don't need. 
<laughs> Yet to be seen how many mortal wounds fly around. I don't know, so many devastating wounds. They, they Occasional six pops up. It's like, all right, at least I got something. I, I just have to divulge my saltiness towards the Golden Boys. Uh, first time coming back into a competitive 40K, hit a tournament in, in uh, Oklahoma, and every round was Custodes. Custodes, wow. Wow, I played my Jakari. I won three out of two. Wait, wait. Yeah, three out of two. Um, it's not bad. You it's not bad when there was like two hundred by the end of the last two. The last, the last round, I was just like, good, goodness gracious, I, I, I did kind of wanted to leave, but uh, my first round against Aaron Cookie, he like pretty much taught me like what the army did in the next three games. I won all of them because he pretty much told me how to dissect. Oh, them. cool, thank you. Yeah. And then uh, the last one was like I was just burning and turning on day two. I was ready to go home. Well, it sounds like your vigil on ending, which is a good segue into what the <laughs> shield host's stratagem they have available to them. For one CP, epic deed stratagem in your command phase, uh, target one Adeptus Custodes infantry unit from your army, excluding the Anathema Sakana, which is like your sister's of silence, That's I'm assuming. Right. Yes. Uh, effect one destroyed model, excluding characters, is returned to your unit with, with full wounds remaining, which is big. So you have your... Uh, one CP, you can turn your Terminator back. That's not bad. No, not at all. Restrictions, you cannot target the same unit with a strategy more than once per battle. So you're not just bringing it back in the same spot, making it really hard for your opponent to get past the two up, four up, five up <laughs> toughness and all <laughs> That's the... That's usually the cadence. You only get one, one brings you back, one mulligan per each unit, you know. But one like, mulligan per unit. Yeah, they they've always been a... I always have hurt butt when I have to play them with my <laughs> with my Drakari. Got to phone the homunculi to help regrow me a new, you know what? Because it's been ripped out and thrown away. Well, they just have good counters. <laughs> yeah, you know, I imagine so. For it, we're melee centric army, and then they've always been like, "I got this," and you're like, "What? Whoa! I didn't know I'm going into this debuffs. Come on, you're monster buff. I don't get it." Imagine a negative one. Uh, for that phase, uh, attacking everything with, yeah. with it's just going to be rough. Just, yeah, and that, you you pop that when they're like, "I got my witches in." You're like, "That's nice, kid." You're hitting on fours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we have Trajan Valorus. Yeah, himself. this dude is old as time. I mean, hats off to him. He's probably older than us in our batch brew number, but cool model. He always seems to have so many awesome stats. So let's go through movement six T six. Uh, yeah, his toughness is a Blight Lord Terminator. Yep. Two up. Uh, oh, I just save. want to point out he's tougher than Abaddon, if I remember his toughness correctly. <laughs> it, this, that's hilarious. Seven wounds, five up leadership, and two OC. Uh, going over his abilities, he has Deep Strike, a five up, feel no pain, oh good, right. <clears throat> and a leader, Marshal Kata Affection. Captain General. While this model is leading a unit, you can ignore all or any or all modifiers to the characteristics of the models in that unit and or to any role or test made for models in that unit, excluding modifiers to save. Okay, so that 86 is just about all the sweet debuffs we've been talking about up until this episode. Him and the unit. <laughs> yeah, it's him and his bodyguards. <clears throat> Again, this is why I do not like them. I, I can see you're like I'm gonna even the Death Guard a combo we're talking about that they just become no and let me talk about the hobbying aspect here I am with hundreds of models <laughs> and they're I rocking see where you're going <laughs> they're going eighteen sprayed gold with tell some me red. more I'm gonna get my Chronos painting and we're gonna we're gonna harvest your your misery continue right spray okay. some retributive gold put a wash on it dry brush them boom yeah, I'm done baby they look good too <laughs> well not bad you know all things considered. Put a cool basing scheme on there. Paint red. Yeah, you're good to go. God. And then years later, I'm done. <laughs> okay, and then <clears throat> Moment Shackle. Once per battle, at the start of the fight phase, you can select one of the following to take effect until the end of the phase. Sure, let's just keep going. This model's Watcher Axe melee weapon has attacks of characteristics of 12. Okay, sure. Yeah, yep. This model has a two-up invuln. Oh, my God. Models in this <laughs> models in this model's unit have the first fight first ability. I can't do it. Well, he only gets, he only gets to pick one, and it's once per game. But oh. still, like, that's... 
That's pretty solid. A two-up influence? Are you kidding me? He just becomes a tank. Are you kidding me, says the Archon? (laughs) (laughs) I only get three guys that get two-up influence. This is BS. But his doesn't go away when it fails. Uh, It's only for that turn, though. That can be the the only turn you need. I I get it. Well, I can never fail. (laughs) Hypothetically, you know. I've made 36 (laughs) before, but... Right. I've also made one. But yeah, just to put that in perspective, that Watcher's Axe, as far as melee weapons goes, it's normally six attacks, but if you bumped it up to 12, you're looking at 12 attacks, weapon skill two plus, strength 10, minus two AP with three damage. I, I'm i salty. I can't even pick a flavor. Are you, are you sure Like you wanted to cover this? Do I need to... I can continue with the rest. I'm Alaskan sea salt. <laughs> He's Sephron Salty. <laughs> I'm assuming they're salty, those dinos. I don't know. Star His, dinos. The range profile for that axe, two, range 24, two attacks, strength five, neck two, three damage. It's, it's assault. Ugh. Ugh. That's pretty cool. I, yeah, I like that it's all one. His axe is a... Yeah, it's cool. Volter glaive. For nerds. <laughs> kind of is. <laughs> I don't know. Like, when you read the first heretic, and you read about this custodius, and they're like, these dudes are pretty cool. It's cool. I... Yeah. I just hate playing against them on the tabletop. I, dude, I hear you. I hear you. Going Listen, on. Listen, I supersize with you on that one, okay? All right. I, <laughs> thank you for sharing in the pain. Alaris Custodians. This is the Terminators. <clears throat> Movement 5, T7. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're tougher than Valar. I guess it's their armor. Yeah, it's got to be. Two up save, four wounds. So this is the one CP that you're bringing back. Probably Leadership so, 6. Yeah. Two OC, and there they can deep strike. Uh, they are slayers of tyrants. Uh, each time a model in this unit makes an attack that targets a character, monster, or vehicle, you can reroll the wound roll. Okay, I'm just gonna power through this. <laughs> <laughs> From Golden Light, once per battle, at the end of your opponent's turn, if this unit is not within engagement range of one or more enemy units. You can move it from the battle, remove it from the battlefield. In the reinforcement step of your next phase, you can sit up anywhere in the battlefield that is more than nine inches oh, horizontal. Bounce around, okay. Okay, like sure. Great knights. Okay, just keep going. Vexilla, <laughs> add one to the objective control characteristic of this model. They can bump it up to three. Oh, very cool. I, I, you know, at least one of us is enjoying ourselves here. Uh, <laughs> a best articulated is like a Harlequin's mask, right? Like a little mm, smiling and frowning. I think it's awesome. I it's awesome. I just... You're well within your right not to like it either. I understand. Look, <laughs> this is the... Out of every army I've played since 8th edition... The one that you've probably had the hardest time with? Had the hardest time with and have played it the most. Okay, that that does make sense. There's... there's I, I've played... Uh, this is a North... North North Dakota player, Aaron Cookie. Every time I go to a tournament, it's like me and him first round. I'm like, what's up, dude? Bro, this is like, uh, like, why don't we just uh, move in? Move in. <laughs> you want a list build with me on a Saturday over some salad? But, uh, yeah, struggled because the, the, the faint and wane of how every edition has gone. It's always custard. It's like, it's always been my boogeyman. And I, you know, thinking about it, cause for me, they were, they, of course, new army in my, in my line of sight. But I remember when the gray Knights were new army, uh, when they went from being demon hunters to gray Knights, And there was that, they had the same kind of problem. They were almost the custodists of their times. Yeah, they were. Um, so it's really interesting to see that how they have upgraded into their own, coming into their own and how the custodists has sort of taken on that mantle. I'll be a little different. Um, but They're I think tanks. they are, I think games workshop really has, if they haven't figured it out, they've gotten darn close to how to articulate an infantry-based tank army. Like tanking, not a vehicle, but tanking as they, you know. Your MMO cats out there will know what we're talking about. They can take a beating and continue to ask, say, please, sir, give me some more. <laughs> so let's go over their weapon profile. Um, Are you sure? Yeah, okay, let's okay. do it. So they, they're armed to the teeth. They have a Gladius grenade launcher that is a blast. It's range 18, D6 attacks, hitting on twos. Everything's hitting on twos. Um, except their axe, which is interesting. Uh, strength four, neg one, one damage. Then it goes to the Castellan axe. It's assault, 24 inches, so you can advance with this. Two shots, strength four, hitting on twos again, neg one, two damage. Two damage, bolter. Right? <laughs> That's assault. That's wow. assault. 
then they had the Guardian Spear that's Assault. Uh, same profile. Interesting. Then we go to the melee. The Castellan X, the only thing in the army that hits on a three. Strength nine, neg one, three damage. The neg one, again, we, we've seen this. Oh, okay. So you're either going to take the axe or the spear. And you, they both have the same range profile, but your melee profile will be different. Yeah. Got it. The spear being five attacks, so an additional attack, hitting on a two rather than a three. Uh, strength seven, neg two, two damage. Okay. Then the Misericordia is like their knife that they always have. Five attacks as well. Uh, two damage for strength five. Uh, it's an two, option. Interesting. Point. Okay. I noticed it doesn't have extra attacks, but it, what it does is it allows them I'm surprised to... it doesn't. He says they're surprised it doesn't. Uh, but I don't know, it gives them that option if they want to... I bet to you there's a stratum, stratum that says, both. Yeah. hey, one CP, you can have 25 extra Misericordia attacks. Yep. I'm, 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 I'm betting man, and I'm betting it. That's going to happen. We'll see. You need to clear out everything... Did you say everything? I know better than to argue when you get in one of these moods, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then let's go on to the perse- Prosecutors, which is the Sisters in Silence. Uh, they're one wound. Movement six, T3, three up save. One wound. Leadership six, two OC. They have a bolt gun. And then their close combat weapon is, it's a Sisters profile. Two attacks, weapon skill three, hitting on a three. Zero AP and one. It's like the most normal it kind of profile. Is, this is where they get interesting. So under their abilities, yeah. you yeah, have daughters me... of the. Oh, you want to take this? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Go for it. No. 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 You go ahead. Okay. I'll continue along. Um, daughters of the abyss. Models in this unit have the feel no pain three plus against psychic attacks. And if that wasn't enough, they have purity of execution. Each time a model in this unit makes a ranged attack that targets a psyker, that attack has the precision and devastating wounds ability. Why not? I mean, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, um, I wish it's I had odd. They don't have that psychic blank thing going on like they used to, but uh, it, I guess, articulated by the fact they can just go that psyker over there and, and really deal them in. I wish we were set up for uh, we don't have to worry memes about yet. You give me 10 minutes, I'll give you five memes. Um, no, I mean, honestly, as a Drukari player, I'm not sweating at least that unit. No, I'm not. It's just it, everything is just loaded to the... To the teeth. Let's uh, let's kick you while you're down. So from the Vigilator Squad, we're going to get our Executioner Great Blade. That's going to be an anti-Psyker 4 plus attack with a Devastating Wounds on its profile. Total of two attacks. Three is it. Strength five, minus two, two damage. So I'm assuming that whole unit of the Vigilators can be equipped with that, correct? So if that's the cadence, or if it's not just the Sergeant, then that melee you can go around and just really like wreak havoc on like Thousand Suns. Yeah, right. uh, and I, mean, I also Tyranids, wonder. I mean, right? Eldar. If you have a Farseer that has a bodyguard of Guardians, do they also have the Psyker keyword in I their would, in their unit? I would. I wouldn't think so. Yeah, it would be interesting though. They could shoot shoot that specific because it's a just because it's joining one. I don't believe the leader. We'll, we'll see if they inherit keywords, but yeah, that, that I'm curious on that. That would be the make or break for like ew. If it does, then it's not good. <laughs> you mean it's really good? Oh, it's, you mean they, they shared? But at the very minimum, against Thousand Suns units, I mean, you only have the one sorcerer, but I think the whole unit does have the Psyker keyword. It really makes you want to bring uh, a couple of units of these gals. Uh, I think so. For that, for that, I mean, that time you come up against a Psyker army. Like, if you have one or two, who cares? Right, and they're, I'm sure they're good chaff. They're cheap, I'm, I'm imagine, especially by comparison to Custodes, has to cost looking at these points. So, you know, you may not have uh, too many options, but to field some of those with your Custodes anyway. I mean, uh, with a four-up field in the paint against psychic powers, I don't think you need Oh, it. no, they got a three-up. I'm saying the oh, rest of the Custodes, yeah. too. Against mortal wounds, yeah, that's like... Phew. And backtracking here, does it give, like, their Dreadnoughts that, too? It's I, all of them. That does Custodes. It's not, it's not specific to infantry oh or, or vehicle. <laughs> if you're a Golden Boy fan, this is the army for you now. I they think so. are they're, good. They're making good strides. They've got, uh, in my opinion, they've they're not they're not bad. No, not at all. It all depends on points. But that concludes this faction. We're actually on time, uh, but. We can, what we is can time? It. Yeah, what is time when you're in the webway, right? Um, 
What is your thoughts on those four? Which one is your favorite? I like the Chaos Knights. It might be of because I'm partial. Uh, I do like, actually, now hearing your complaints on the Custodes, I may have found my new army. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. No, I, I mean, like the Chaos Knights. Even involved. with small model count, every bit of their damage goes through. Every bit of their, everything hits. It's just like, yeesh. Yeah. I complain about it, but all of ninth, I, ne- I actually never lost. Uh, in ninth edition, it's like running custodes. a mile. You just got to do it, man. It sucks, but just do it. <laughs> it it sucked every time. You see him show up, pull those out like another mile. You need another mile. Yeah, I. Well, here's looking forward to the tournament play in tenth edition with uh, Batch Brother Stu's favorite faction, Adeptus Custodes. Um, you have heard us review on Faction Focus Part Four today: the Imperial Knights, Tau Empire, Chaos Knights, and of course the Golden Boys. Uh, this has been another episode of Dark City Discord. I'm Batch Brother Scott. I'm Batch Brother Stewart. And we'll we'll catch you if we're rating you. We'll see you there. Signing out.